Hi, I'm Jo Hodges and this is Pricing on the Cake. Welcome to episode 11 of the Pricing on the Cake, the show that's all about growing a profitable business confidently. Today on the show, I am joined by Jo Hodges. Jo, welcome to the show. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you very much for having me. It's awesome to have you here, Joe. Um, I'd love it if you would just take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners. Sure, I'd love to. Um, well, Joe Hodges, and I'm a leadership coach, and I specialize in helping first-time leaders transition into their new role. And I do that from a platform of an emotional intelligence um, springboard, and then we go, we build it out from there. Perfect. So when you say first-time leaders, can you Mm. elaborate a little more on that? Sure. Often first-time leaders are, you know, they're very new and a lot of them have been promoted from within and it might be that they were part of a team and now they're the team leader and so they were great at being part of a team but now that they're a team leader, it is very, very different And so helping them transition into that role so that they really um, position themselves as a leader can be really tricky for especially someone that has been promoted from within the team. If it's someone from without the team, then you sort of don't have that added layer of complexity around it of other people's views that are already cemented. Okay. Um, Perfect. I love the concept of leadership. And um, recently, you know, I was introduced to the, to the idea of business owners being leaders, you know, of their mm. organization, mm. even though a lot of small business owners who are on their own probably might not think of themselves as leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts around that. And, you know, whether solo business owners, especially people who are new and starting out, how should they be thinking of themselves in terms of leadership? What, what should that mean to them? Well, Courtney, that is a really great question and I view business owners, whether they are solopreneurs or, you know, have got staff of 50 or more, they are leaders and the very first place we start is ourselves. We must lead ourselves and I think a lot of solo business people don't recognize that and they're just in the uh sort of task oriented mode Mm. and when we break it down and when when I talk with them there's a lot of emotional stuff that is involved in running a business it's not just practical as you know and so when they become aware of the the emotional component to that, that's when you can get real great breakthroughs Mm -hmm. and their business can soar because they've addressed some blockages or they've addressed some areas where they perhaps were falling down but they didn't realise where it was. And it was, you know, and it, it comes back to that emotional intelligence sort of assessment that we do, which highlights your strengths and your areas of development. So as a solo um, business owner, leadership is is you. You are the leader. You're the leader of you. But also, Courtney, it's not just, you know, being a leader of a company or a leader of a small mm. business. When you're a parent, you're a leader. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So this is why I... And 
such a believer in emotional intelligence is because when you have a really healthy emotional intelligence level, whatever you do in life, whether it be at work or at home, that's going to benefit. Mm. It starts with self-awareness. And often as a parent, we forget about that because we're just so focused on oh, the kids. Absolutely. All the responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. The un, the unending day-to-day tasks and, and things like that. It's interesting because I've spoken to a lot of my own clients around similar issues, probably not in the context or using the terminology around leadership, but more mm. so helping them with that mindset of you are a leader, like, you know, you are someone who is taking charge and taking initiative and you're being proactive. Whereas I think a lot of people, especially other other mums like myself, we sort of, we think of all those day-to-day things that we do as mums, you know, dropping the kids off or, mm. you know, going and seeing friends or going and doing the grocery shopping or, or whatever it is. Mm. And we get so consumed by that. Because it's Mm -hmm. unending, right? We're Mm -hmm. thinking of other people all the time and we never take the time to Mm self-reflect. And I have had a lot of clients say to me, you know, I don't really think of myself as a leader. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just a mom or I'm just a business owner or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, you know, just a wife or whatever it is. Um, I think a lot of people do do struggle with it and that can then affect like their confidence and Mm. the kind of goals that they set and the challenges that they, that they take on is that something that you see as well a lot of the time in individuals either in organizations or yeah a lot of it the emotional component to leadership is often around this the self-awareness of why they feel anxious why do they feel they lack confidence why do they feel that they're not up for the job why do they feel like an imposter mm. right so if you can address those and if you can find out where that's coming from mm-hmm. and change that in their behaviour so that they're aware of it and their strategies to do that, then they become a better leader, a better mum and dad, a better person, a better friend. Yeah. But I think that that word of, I think women have that word just in front of everything. I'm just yes. this or, yes. oh, no, I just run my business, you know. Yeah, just a small business. Just a small just business. Just a little business, yeah. <laughs> as well oh. as three kids, you know, no, I'm a stay-at-home mum, you know, I don't. And it's just like, no, you're not. You're not. You are so much more than that. If you could be aware of exactly what you are and what you do and what you contribute and how you engage with people and how you get results, how you influence people, you'd be mm. amazed at sort of how that opens up people's minds. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more, Joe. I think it's um it's really amazing, you know, when you see people start to take that journey of being more aware of their emotional mm. intelligence and how they think of themselves. And you see that affect things like their confidence, like their their mm. willingness even to negotiate. All of a sudden they're willing to negotiate, um, you know, in terms of pricing for myself. I see clients being able to charge high prices and being confident about it. Mm. And that ends up benefiting their business, which makes them mm. feel more confident. They have more to give to their families and, and so on and so forth. What are some of like the best transformations that you've seen for some, with some of your clients in terms of the, the leadership coaching and work that you do mm. with them? That's another great question. I've got a few examples, Courtney, but yeah, that's one, okay. that, <laughs> one that springs to mind is it, it was in a corporate setting, okay, but you can mm-hmm. apply this to someone that runs their own business. Sure. So he was promoted into a uh, a leadership role and he wasn't even sure whether he wanted it but he he was try- I think he was he was a people pleaser 
and he was trying to please his boss. So he accepted the role. And he was fine doing what he was doing before, which was just operating as part of a team. He wasn't the boss of anyone. He wasn't didn't sure. have that responsibility. Mm. So, you know, that could be, you could say the same about someone that stepped into um, running their own business, you know, that sort mm-hmm. of, should I do it? Should I not do it? Anyway, so he took the job and he said to me, when will the anxiety stop in my stomach? Yeah. Every, every day I get up and I feel, you know, that in the pit of my stomach. And he felt that because he wasn't given any training for a start and that happens a lot so there's and it happens in small business we go into we think okay I'll work for myself I'll do this this and this we're up and running but no one really or we don't seek out how do we actually do that what do I need what are the skills I need apart from say the technical skills so we worked on his confidence because he and I said to him when he said when will the anxiety stop And I said, listen, you're in the job now. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a really good shot at it. And after 90 days, you can either say, yes, you want to stay in the job or no, it's not for me. But in that 90 days, we're going to work really hard together on developing your confidence, Mm -hmm. your self-esteem. And also he was very mindful of the people that he, these team members, and now he's their leader, of having those really difficult conversations, you know, Mm. difficult conversations around performance or around, um, you know, strategy, uh, new policies, that sort of thing, and especially around performance because that can be, or equally, when it is time for salary review. Mm -hmm. So we went through the process, the three-month transition and his boss said to me he gave me some feedback and he said he handled a really difficult staff member beautifully awesome with confidence and with integrity with grace and it was something that a few leaders before him could not do oh that's fantastic well done to Mm. both of you that's Mm. wonderful oh joe that's such a good story Oh, I love that story. I know. I just, mm. it warms my heart. That reaffirms to me what I'm doing. I'm in the right place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's where I can really help people. It's the nicest thing when, you know, your clients have a, a transformation or, or a result like that and it reminds you that that's why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. Um, and speaking of that, you know, I'd love to chat a little bit about your business and your journey now. Mm. Um, tell me what the early days of your business were like and how you navigated those early starts. <laughs> In the very beginning, you know, full of excitement and gun ho mm-hmm. and, you know, yep. got the website up and a <laughs> happening. All the fun things. All the fun things. But then no one told, I didn't realise, when I say no one told me, I didn't do any pre-training. In hindsight, I should have got a business coach right from the word go, but I didn't. I did it myself. And so I didn't know how to market. I didn't know how to sell in that sense, even though mm-hmm. I'd had a come from a sales background but I didn't know how to price mm-hmm. what was I worth it was a lot of stopping and starting and questioning myself am I doing the right thing why aren't people coming to me I've got my website up what is happening yeah no, so, where, where is everybody what I have is so is valuable everybody? why aren't you giving me your money <laughs> <laughs> I thought if you build the website they come 
but oh my gosh gosh. it's like it's like entrepreneur 101 the first like six to 12 months it's basically one of the main things you're thinking is it now it's just like you don't even need a website you just have a landing page and you're fine you just need to get out there and get amongst you know get sorry to all the website designers out there who are like cringing right now (laughs) well when I say that it's all right to begin with (laughs) Then you okay, need yeah, a website. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Certainly now I need more. You need more than a landing page. What I guess the message is: don't focus only on mm. the, pre, the the nice things, the fun things. So in the beginning, after that sort of euphoric feeling, I felt I thought I don't know if I can. If this is going to work, am I? Where you know, if I don't know where people are, if they don't know me. How am I going to find them? I did then hire a business coach and she helped me do, you know, do some marketing, get in front of people. I networked and then that got me my first client and then it's sort of really much from a referral from then on. I think one of the things I struggled with the most in the beginning was working out what my offers were in terms of what my programs were and the Mm -hmm. pricing of those programs. I think I really struggled with that in the beginning. Sure. And how did you approach those initially? Mm. Like what what sort of steps did you take to develop those? Yeah, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research. So I found out what similar other coaches were offering and what. Mm -hmm. um, So just to give me a ballpark of what sort of price point, I guess, you know, to start Mm. with or to. Sure. So then then I write down absolutely everything that I do and that I'm good at to sort of put a value around that and when Mm. you've got that in front of you about all of your past jobs all of the everything that you did in those jobs all of the successes when you've got that in front of you that's a real reminder of how valuable you are Absolutely. Yeah. One of one of the activities that I often give clients when they're feeling lack of uh, self-confidence in themselves mm. to, to charge mm. where they want to increase their prices is I get them to write down all of the ways that what they do impacts people's lives. Like mm. how are their lives different? You know, what are the results? How mm. are their lives different now in a way that it wouldn't have been if mm. they'd had the chance to work with you? Um, so I'm really glad that you mentioned that, Joe. That's awesome. I think I get it. I also do that when I'm coaching with my clients because yeah. we do, we forget what our strengths are. We forget what our wins have been. We forget our worth. Like I've had a 20-year corporate experience. Well, that counts for something. You know, that counts for more than, that counts for a lot especially what I was exposed to that in itself is really valuable you know I have really good relationship skills I love people so that's really valuable Mm, and I know how to work with people and engage with people that's really valuable Mm -hmm. yeah it's not just like our experience and our qualifications it's also just like soft skills you know if you are someone who can communicate really well that's super valuable it means that people are going to pick up the concepts that you're trying to teach them much more effectively Mm -hmm. and may actually be able to implement them and get results faster as well and that makes you more valuable as well exactly Courtney and I think that if we talk about leaders and if we talk about business owners that is fundamental to their success is Mm. their relationship skills and their relationship building skills and it's about Mm -hmm. not only being aware of your own feelings and how you react to things but it's also about how others are feeling reacting how you Mm. can influence them you know how you read the room how you react all yeah. of those things play a huge part in the success 
of your mm. business. And so to play devil's advocate mm. here, because I know mm. that, um, especially for myself early on, for a lot of entrepreneurs who are newer, you're, you feel like you're always busy. Like a lot mm. of the time you feel like a duck with like the, the legs moving really, really mm. fast underwater. Everything feels like an enormous responsibility. You've just got so much going on. Mm. Things like self-reflection, um, emotional intelligence, reading the room, relationship skills, soft skill building. I know that I, you know, a year or so ago, I would have thought, oh, I don't have time for that. You know, mm. it's too woo-woo. It's not practical. Mm. It's not going to move the needle, right? It's not going to make me money. You know, I'd love to give you a bit of airtime in terms of talking about why this is so important, especially for people who are brand new coming in because having, mm. you know, I'm coming into my third year now and I, I know for sure that those soft skills are absolutely needle moving things. Um, mm. But I'd love, I'd love to give you the chance to sort of explain, you know, some of the reasons why it's so crucial for business owners. Because everything we do is an emotional, we're coming from an emotional uh, viewpoint or standpoint or decision. So our business or our company is nothing without people. And even if you're a, a, uh, a solo business owner, you must be interacting with someone, i.e. your customers or your suppliers. Now, there's such a huge emotional element to, to leadership, as I've said before, and you can have all the technical skills, but what got you here is not going to, unless you develop your emotional intelligence, it's not going to get you further. You have to, I really believe this passionately, you have to do, to really work on your level of emotional intelligence and if you ask most people they think that they're self-aware and then if you ask the people around them they'll come up with a different you know a different yeah. uh, score altogether so we're not as emotionally intelligent as we think we're not as self-aware as we think we are not as socially aware as we think you know it's what mm-hmm. other people and a lot of what we are missing in business is empathy. So it's empathy for the other person and it's empathy for ourselves as well. That's where if you can build a relationship, if you know how to build a relationship and you understand yourself and you understand other people, then you can separate if that other person is having a bad day and you're on the brunt of it, you can separate yeah. that, that that's mm-hmm. not about you. It's not yeah. about them. It, it just is. Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I've seen, uh, you know, posts on business forums online and things like that of people being quite upset and quite emotional, you know, having having events, which is totally normal and fine and healthy, mm. um, but becoming upset over certain situations and seeing uh, other people's responses coming in and going, you never know, they may have been having a bad day, something may have happened, da, da, da. And you know, you are, all of us are going to encounter people that Mm. we don't get along with or that we're Mm. not a good fit with or who are rude, right? Mm. You know, we're all going to encounter people like that Mm -hmm. and being able to handle that situation well, like you said before, with integrity, with grace, Mm -hmm. the better you are at handling yourself and Mm. managing other people's expectations, I have found makes a really big difference Mm. in terms of the amount of credibility that you have, the, Mm. uh, the kind of trust that people have in you, whether they feel like you are actually worth a grain of salt Mm. and that is one of the one of the ways that people can grow in their perceived value and just tying this to pricing you know one of the best ways to do that is if you are more valuable to someone Mm. you can charge more Mm. that's it's a that in itself is really simple but it's Mm. not easy like you said you've got to take the time to be self-reflective and focusing on the ways that you can be more 
empathic, uh, a better mm. communicator and things mm. like that because those are fantastic ways to earn higher value. I think so. And I think, uh, you know, like I'm a member of lots of, uh, you know, Facebook groups um, and I see the same thing that you're talking mm. about and, and it's and I think it's absolutely fine to vent. We all need to vent. Yeah. And there comes a time when, okay, you've vented now, we move on. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you don't keep it up here, you just put it aside. And and if you can't do that, it's going to eat, eat away at you because yeah. you will never always win and it's not yeah. about winning. It's just about trying to manage your way through things. So mm-hmm. if you have a, you won't have one client that upsets you, you know, the chances are, depending on your product and services, you probably have a few. And some yep. will be, some that I've seen, um, certainly on those forums, have been real doozies. And I think, yeah, I'd be yeah. pretty annoyed about that too. Yeah, but at absolutely. some point, you have to decide, make a decision, am I going to let this consume me or am I going to let it go? Yeah, And it may not be right. It may not be, they may have done the wrong thing. You need to decide how far you're going to go. I've really loved this conversation so far, Joe, and I feel like I could oh, talk to you for hours about, about leadership and emotional intelligence, oh, but I'm afraid we do have to wrap it up soon. Yes, but I did yes. just want to ask you, you know, what's your final piece of advice for entrepreneurs or solo business owners in terms of how they can develop better leadership and develop a higher uh, value of themselves? I My advice would be to... Have a real have a real think about your own self awareness and your own strengths, and your you know write down you know all of your strengths and then write down areas not your weaknesses they're just areas for development and work on those. You it's not just about the transaction. There's a lot more to it than than a transaction. If if that's all it is, you know, there's going to. Well, I think in any business, it's always tra- it's um, more than transactional. You know, even yeah, in the absolutely. supermarket, they're you know, Coles. They want to build loyalty. You know, they they've got a message to us. So it it, it goes way beyond just transactional. So I think if you were really serious and really wanted to explore, mm-hmm. I my advice would be to get an emotional intelligence assessment done, and that is where you will see what you're really good at. And it, there'll be no surprises either, mind you. Uh, you'll you'll recognise a lot of the, the results. Um, and then you'll see the areas of development. And then what I do is that I do that at the beginning and then at the very end, say if it's 90 days or if it's, you know, six months, we'll do the assessment again. And we'll see how far they've come. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that and all of your advice and insights, Joe. If people want to get in contact with you, how can they do that? I have a website. My business is called the Extraordinary Executive.com.au. Love that name. I <laughs> know oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, you know, I I love every everyone can be extraordinary. That's my my view. Aww. Or Joe at the Extraordinary Executive.com.au. Great. Well, thank you so much again for coming on to the show, Joe. It's been wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much, Courtney. I've loved every minute of it. And I could talk about this for forever. So yeah, um, it's been <laughs> I know a, what you mean. <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure. Oh, lovely. All right. Well, that is episode 11 all done. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review if you liked this. And don't forget, you can find more free resources in my free group, The Pricing on the Cake on Facebook. And until next time, bye-bye.